your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so better. Yeah. Normal talking voice. Check one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really loud. It's, it's, I think it's fine. <laughs> okay, so like I was saying, like I'm gonna have to get used to this drinking thing. Yep. I'm making a big stink about it. It's your only option now. So I have to be fucking responsible. I have to get a job somewhere else. I have a nice job, and it's not recording podcasts in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, How much money do you get from this? Yeah, uh, I lose money doing yeah. this. <laughs> it's like uh, all the weed I smoke, <laughs> all the food I eat. A lot of expenditure. Yeah, a little bit of income. <laughs> Zero, zero income, income to be yeah. exact. That's a small amount of income. Um, and and get this, at one point I was paying SoundCloud to put my stuff up there. I had to back off of that <sighs> game. We're not at that. Point <laughs> I don't have my my life put together, yeah. so I can't throw fifteen dollars a month at SoundCloud. One day, lots of possible will be the number one podcast in America on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. <laughs> on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Um, but that day is not today <laughs> or anytime fucking soon. <laughs> Maybe like a year from now, I'll be like, hmm, an extra $15? Yeah, I can throw Maybe that. Maybe worth it. I yeah. can throw that. Most I do is like Netflix. That's it. I yeah. don't do anything else. Oh, I canceled my, uh, I had HBO Now going. I canceled that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm just telling you, I get the Game of Thrones episodes an hour after they air, and I have not paid HBO yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm that. probably gonna cut me admitting that <laughs> on the internet, but like, um, do you want to say the URL real quick? Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt about you explaining that. Well, I, mean, I, I get I'm it, glad. I get yeah. it, I get what you're saying, I hear you. Yeah, you're picking up one laying down. <laughs> yeah, it's dogs, it's dogs, not quite yet, it's not, and we can't even dogs. get into it. Um. This is lots of pasta. This is the uh, podcast. I might as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. This is uh, lots of pasta. The podcast where we read the creepy pastas, and um, we're reading some weird stuff tonight. I think oh. that's that's why you could sound right now. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. How. Uh, yeah. What you doing there? I got it. I got it. I was limbering up. Yeah. Yep. You were getting ready. Let's get my stretchies. Um, here on the couch and um it's because we've been we've been partaking in a particular activity um that you know it it includes a bowl and i'm not talking cereal folks although (laughs) that's a good podcast this is this, (laughs) this is uh this is some frosted flakes right here yeah and and tony the tiger is like it's dank. <laughs> so that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. And it's because Django Phillips, who I'm here with right Django. now, Django, he hasn't been able to partake yeah. in the Garden of Eden so in a lar- in a long time. Yep. So here we are. Um, we're starting this episode off right, drinking some uh, some Magners, Magners, some Magners pear cider, and it's pretty. Uh, oh, it's pretty fucking oh, good. It's delicious. And um, so yeah, I hope I hope you find yourself in similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you just got a job. 
Yeah. I hope you're drinking cider. Uh-huh. And you're high. Mm-hmm. And then... Allegedly. Yeah. 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 And then you're uh, us. That's it. Yeah. Um, no, let us let us read to you. Don't go and do this, because if someone does it, and then it's better than how I do it... Ooh. Um, what if they name it Lots we'd of probably, Pasta, too? We'd probably keep going. Don't Lots wait. of more Sapasta. Oh, the only option I see, then, is making my own social network movie directed <laughs> by David Fincher <laughs> to talk about how people stole my podcast. Yep. And it went... Win zero Way bigger. In any way seven. bigger. Yeah. Um... What do, you, what do you want to say about today's episode? Today's episode uh, is brought to you by the letter dog <laughs> and by the numbers woof woof and bow. <laughs> We're, uh, I've been saying, I think I said it on your past couple episodes. Um, we're not high enough to read Dogscape. I think we're high <laughs> enough to read Dogscape. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let me, everyone all, all together on three. One, two. Whew. Hope everyone is there. You too. You hmm? too. What? You too. Oh. I hope everyone's feeling great, feeling fine, because uh, Dogscape is uh, pretty fucking stupid, right? Yeah, that was good. You'd say on a scale of one to stupid, Dogscape is pretty stupid, right? Dogscape, the idea is ridiculous. That on a scale of one to ten, it's twelve. But then you like get into the story, and at least in my experience, like you get a couple logs in, and you're it's like, it's not oh. long, but it's, it's it's not long. It's not long, but it's like it's kind of, it's, it's, it's weighty. Me- it's medium. It's yeah. meaty. It's yeah. meaty. Dog meat. And then you get a couple logs in, and you're like, oh, this is actually really absorbing. You know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You start to sink down into your couch, and you realize your couch is a dog. And then you yell for your mom, but all that comes out is, woof, woof, because you realize <laughs> your mom's a dog. And then there's just dogs. <sighs> okay, so before we get into that, yeah. uh, we were having a conversation here before we started recording. Uh, you've never read Guts. You asked. No. You, ha- you had said that I saw you- Guts. You said that you had listened to episode 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that where you're at right now? Is yeah. that the last one you listened to? I think to? I'm at actually 14, but yeah. Okay. Um, Which, in case you're listening, you'll know this is not episode 14. Or anywhere close no. to it. No. Uh, yeah. This is double double that. That's kind of weird. Um, this is a T. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> double. Double. Um, yeah, uh... We were talking about Chuck Palahniuk in episode 13, mm-hmm. and we mentioned the story Guts. Uh, you said you've never read it, so here, we're nope. going to start with Guts. Whoo! Inhale. It's <laughs> a good first word. <clears throat> should also be recommendation with some dank herb. Take in as much air as you can. This story should last about as long as you can hold your breath and then just a little bit longer. So listen as fast as you can. You can give up. That's The story is long and it's... Okay. A friend of mine, when he was 13 years old, he heard about pegging. This is when a guy gets banged up the butt with a dildo. Stimulate the prostate gland hard enough and the rumor is you can have explosive hands-free orgasms. At 
this age, this friend's a little sex maniac. He's always jonesing for a better way to get his rocks off. He goes out to buy a carrot and some petroleum jelly to conduct a little private research. Then he pictures how it's going to look at the supermarket checkout counter, the lonely carrot and petroleum jelly rolling down the conveyor belt toward the grocery store cashier. All the shoppers waiting in line watching. Everyone's seeing the big evening he has planned. <laughs> so my friend, he buys milk and eggs and sugar and a carrot. All the ingredients for a carrot cake. And Vaseline. Like he's going home to stick a carrot cake up his butt. Vitamin A. At home, he whistles... Uh, at, no, at home... Vitamin ass. <laughs> Vitamin A for asshole. At home, he whittles the carrot into a blunt tool. He slathers it with grease and he grinds his ass down on it. Then nothing. No orgasm. Nothing happens, except it hurts. Then this kid, his mom yells, it's supper time. She says to come down right now. He works the carrot out and stashes the slippery, filthy thing in the dirty clothes under his bed. After dinner, he goes to find the carrot and it's gone. All his dirty clothes, while he ate dinner, his mom grabbed them all to do laundry. No way she could not find the carrot, and carefully shaped with a paring knife from her kitchen, still shiny with lube and stinky. This friend of mine, he waits months under a black cloud, waiting for his folks to confront him, and they never do. Ever. Even now that he's grown up, that invisible carrot hangs over every Christmas dinner, every birthday party, every Easter egg hunt with the kids, his parents' grandkids, that ghost carrot is hovering over all of them. That's something too awful to name. This is ridiculous. People in France have a phrase, staircase wit. In French, esprit de l'écalier. It means that moment when you find the answer, but it's too late. Say you're at a party and someone insults you, you have to say something. So under pressure with everybody watching, you say something lame. But the moment you leave the party, as you start down the stairway, then magic, you come up with the perfect thing you should have said. The perfect crippling put-down. That's the spirit of the stairway. The trouble is, even the French don't have a phrase for the stupid things you actually do say under pressure, those stupid, desperate things you actually think or do. Some deeds are too low to even get a name, too low to even get talked about. Looking back, kids, psych experts, school counselors now say that most of the last peak in teen suicide was kids trying to choke while they beat off. Their folks would find them, a towel twisted around their kid's neck, the towel tied to the rod in their bedroom closet, the kid dead. Dead sperm everywhere. Of course the folks cleaned up. They put some pants on their kid, they made it look better. Intentional, at least. The regular kit kind of sad teen suicide. Shout out to... Jesus World, Christ. World's Greatest Dad. Um, a movie by Bobcat Goldthwait starring the dearly deceased Robin Williams one of the best movies like ever and it's about that very topic autoerotic association of parent covering that wow. up wow yeah really good movie that's good another friend of mine a kid from school his older brother in the navy said how guys in the middle east jack off different than we do this brother was stationed in some camel country where the public market sells what could be a fancy letter opener. Each fancy tool is just a thin rod of polished brass or silver, maybe as long as your hand, with a big tip at one end. 
either a big metal ball or the kind of fancy carved handle you'd see on a sword. This Navy brother says how Arab guys get their dick hard and then insert this metal rod inside the whole length of their boner. They jack off with the rod inside, and it makes getting off so much better, more intense. This is Gods, by the way. If you're just joining us, this is Lots of Pasta, <laughs> sponsored by Kellogg's. It's the, it's this big brother who travels around the world sending back French phrases, Russian phrases, helpful jack-off tips. After Fuck. this, the little brother one day, he doesn't show up at school. That night, he calls to ask if I'll pick up his homework for the next couple weeks because he's in the hospital. He's got to share a room with old people getting their guts worked on. He says how they all have to sh share the same television. All he's got for privacy is a curtain. His folks don't come around and visit. On the phone, he says how right now his folks could just kill his big brother in the Navy. On the phone, this kid says how the day before he was just a little stoned. At home in his bedroom, he was flopped on the bed. He was lighting a candle and flipping through some old porno magazines, getting ready to beat off. This is after he's heard from his Navy brother. That helpful hint about how Arabs beat off. The kid looks around for something that might do the job. A ballpoint pen too big. Pencil's too big and rough, but dripped down to the side of a candle, there's a thin, smooth ridge of wax that just might work. With just the tip of one finger, the kid snaps the long ridge of wax off the candle. He rolls it smooth between the palms of his hands, long and smooth and thin. Stoned and horny, he slaps it down inside deeper and deeper into the piss slit of his boner. With a good hank of the wax still poking out the top, he gets to work. Even now, he says those Arab guys are pretty damn smart. They've totally reinvented jacking off, flat off on his back. Things are getting so good, this kid can't even keep track of the wax. He's one good squeeze from shooting his wad when the wax isn't even sticking out anymore. Ah! The thin wax rod, it slipped inside. All the way inside. So deep inside, he can't even feel the lump of it inside oh, his piss tube. Oh my god, no. From downstairs, his mom shouts, It's supper time. She says to come down right now. The kid, this wax kid. Is this, like, wait, is this the same supper time where he had a carrot in his ass? No, that's a different kid. That, He's done it again? No, 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 this is a different kid. The author is telling stories about how all over the world different situations like this happen. Oh my god. And this is only the second one. Okay, alright, okay. I thought it was the same kid as the carrot up his No, ass. no, it's a different, it's a right. different kid. Okay. This wax kid and the carrot kid are different people. Wow! Thank you, Chuck. But we all live pretty much the same life. It's after dinner when the kid's guts start to hurt. It's wax, so he figured it would just melt inside him and he'd pee it out. Now his back hurts, his kidneys... He can't stand straight. Why would he be able to? Just this kid him? talking on the phone from his hospital bed in the background, you could hear bells ding, people screaming, game shows. The x-rays show the truth, something long and thin bent down inside his bladder. This long, thin V inside him, it's collecting all the minerals in his piss. It's getting bigger and rougher, coated with crystals of calcium. It's bumping around, ripping up the soft innings of his bladder, blocking his piss from getting out. His kidneys are backed up. What little leaks out of his dick is red with blood. This kid and his folks, his whole family, them looking at the black x-ray with the doctor and the nurses standing there, the big V of wax glowing white for everybody to see. He has to tell the truth the way Arabs get off. 
what his big brother wrote for him from the Navy. On the phone right now, he starts to cry. They paid for the bladder operation with his college fund. One stupid mistake, and now he'll never be a lawyer. He wasn't going to be a lawyer Sticking stuff inside yourself. Sticking yourself inside stuff. A candle in your dick, or your head in a noose. We knew it was going to be big trouble. What got me in trouble, I called it pearl diving. This meant whacking off underwater, sitting on the bottom of the deep end of my parents' swimming pool. With one deep breath, I'd kick my way to the bottom and slip off my swim trunks. I'd sit down there for two, three, four minutes. Just from jacking off, I had huge lung capacity. If I had the house to myself, I'd do this all afternoon. After I'd finally pump out my stuff, my sperm, it would hang there in big, fat, milky globs. After that was more diving to catch it all, to collect it and wipe it, each handful in a towel. That's why it was called pearl diving. Even with chlorine, there was my sister to worry about. Or Christ Almighty, my mom. That used to be my worst fear in the world, my teenage virgin sister thinking she's just getting fat and giving birth to a two-headed retard baby, both heads just looking like me. Me, the father and uncle. In the end, it's never what you worry about that gets you. The best part of pearl diving was the inlet port for the swimming pool and the filter, the circulation pump. The best part was getting naked and sitting on it. As the French would say, who doesn't like getting their butt sucked? Still, one minute you're just a kid getting off and the next minute you'll never be a lawyer. One minute I'm sitting on the pool bottom and the sky is wavy light blue through eight feet of water above my head. The world is silent except for the heartbeats in my ear. My yellow striped swim trunks are looped around my neck for safekeeping just in case a friend, neighbor, anybody shows up and asks why I was in the, why I skipped football practice. The steady suck of the pool inlet hole is lapping at me and I'm grinding my skinny white ass around on that feeling. One minute I've got enough air and my dick's in my hand, my folks are gone at their work, and my sister's got ballet, nobody's supposed to be home for hours. My hand brings me right to getting off and I stop. I swim up to catch another big breath. I dive down and settle on the bottom, I do this again and again. This must be why girls want to sit on your face. The suction is like taking a dump that never ends. My dick hard and getting my butt eaten out. I do not need air. My heartbeat is in my heartbeat in my ears. I stay under until bright stars of light start worming around in my eyes. My legs straighten out the back of each knee rubbed raw against the concrete bottom. My toes are turning blue. My toes and fingers wrinkled from being so long in the water. And then I let it happen. The big white glob starts spouting. The pearls. It's then I need some air, but when I go to kick off against the bottom, I can't. I can't get my feet under me. My ass is stuck. Emergency paramedics will tell you that every year about 150 people get stuck this way. Sucked by a circulation pump. Get your long hair caught, or your ass, and you're going to drown. Every year, tons of people do, most of them in Florida. People just don't talk about it. Not even the French people talk about everything. Getting one knee up, getting one foot tucked under me, I get to half standing when I feel the tug against my butt. 
Getting my other foot under me, I kick off against the bottom. I'm kicking free, not touching the concrete, but not getting to air either. Still kicking, water thrashing with both arms. I'm maybe halfway to the surface, but not getting higher. The heartbeat inside my head getting loud and fast. Bright sparks of light crossing and crisscrossing my eyes. I turn and look back, but it doesn't make sense. This thick rope, some kind of snake, blue, white, and braided with veins, has come up out of the pool drain and it's holding on to my butt. Some of the veins are leaking blood, red blood, that looks black underwater and drifts away from little rips and pale skin of the snake. That blood trails away, disappearing in the water and inside the snake's thin blue-white skin you can see lumps of some half-digested meat. That's the only way this makes sense, some horrible sea monster, a sea serpent, something that's never been seen in the light of the day. It's been hiding in the dark bottom of the pool drain, waiting to eat me. So I kick at it, at the slippery, rotten, oh, and veins of it, and more of it seems to pull out from the pool drain. It's maybe as long as my leg now, but it's holding me tight around my butthole. With another kick, I'm an inch closer to getting another breath, still feeling the snake tug at my ass. I'm an inch closer to escaping. Knotted inside the snake, you can see corn and peanuts. You can see long, bright orange ball. It's the kind of horse pill vitamin my dad makes me take to help put weight on to get a football scholarship with extra iron and omega-3 fatty acids. It's seeing the vitamin pill that saves my life. It's not a snake. It's my large intestine my colon pulled out of me, what doctors call prolapsed. It's my guts sucked into the drain. Paramedics will tell you a swimming pool pumps 80 gallons of water every minute. That's about 400 pounds of pressure. The big problem is we're all connected together inside. Your ass is just the far end of your mouth. If I let go, the pump keeps working, unraveling my insides until it's got my tongue. Imagine taking a 400 pound shit and you could see how this might turn you inside out. <laughs> what I can tell you is your guts don't feel much pain. Not the way your skin feels pain. The stuff you're digesting, doctors all call it fecal matter. Higher up, it's chyme. Pockets of thin, runny mess studded with corn and peanuts and round green peas. That's all this soup of blood and corn shit and sperm and peanuts floating around me. Even with my guts unraveling out my ass, me holding on to what's left, even then my first want is to somehow get my swimsuit back on. God forbid my folks see my dick. My one hand holding a fist around my ass, my other hand snags my yellow sw striped swim trunks and pulls them from around my neck. Still getting into them is impossible. You want to feel your intestines, go buy a pack of those lambskin com condoms. Take one out and unroll it, pack it with peanut butter, smear it with petroleum jelly and hold it underwater. Then try to tear it. Try to pull it in half. It's too tough and rubbery. It's so slimy you can't hold on. Oh my fucking god. A landskin condom, that's just plain old intestine. You can see what I'm up against. You let go for a second and you're gutted. You swim for the surface for a breath and you're gutted. You don't swim and you drown. It's a choice between being dead right now or a minute from now. What my folks will find after work is a big naked fetus curled in on itself, floating in the cloudy water of their backyard pool, tethered to the bottom by a thick rope of veins and twisted guts, the opposite of a kid hanging himself to death while he jacks off. 
This is the baby they brought home from the hospital 13 years ago. He's the kid they hoped would snag a football scholarship and get an MBA. Who'd care for them in their old age? He's all their hopes and dreams, floating here naked and dead. All around him, big milky perms of wasted sperm. Either that or my folks will find me wrapped in a bloody towel, collapsed halfway from the pool to the kitchen and the telephone, the ragged torn scrap of my gut still hanging out the leg of my yellow striped swim trunks. What even the French won't talk about. That big brother in the Navy, he taught us another good phrase, a Russian phrase, the way we say, I need that like I need a hole in my head. Russian people say, I need that like I need teeth in my asshole. Ne eto nako kek subi vi zednice. Apparently that's how you yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's pretty good. Those stories about how animals caught in a trap will chew off their leg while any coyote would tell you a couple bites beats the hell out of being dead. Hell, even if you're Russian, someday you might just want those teeth. Otherwise, what you have to do is you have to twist around. You hook one elbow up behind your knee and you pull that leg up to your face. You bite and snap at your own ass. You run out of air and you will chew through anything to get that next breath. It's not something you want to tell a girl on the first date, not if you expect to kiss goodnight. If I told you how it tasted, you would never, ever again eat calamari. What the f- what does that do with It's hard to say what my parents were more disgusted oh. by. How I'd gotten in trouble or how I'd saved myself. After the hospital, my mom said, You didn't know what you were doing, honey. You were in shock. And she learned how to cook poached eggs. What the fuck? All those people grossed out are feeling sorry for me. I need that like I need teeth in my asshole. Nowadays, people always tell me I look so skinny. People at dinner parties get all quiet and pissed off when I don't eat the pot roast they cooked. Pot roast kills me. Baked ham, anything that hangs around inside my guts for longer than a couple of hours, it comes out still food. Home-cooked lima beans or chunk-light tuna fish, I'll stand up and find it still sitting there in the toilet. After you have radical bowel resectioning, you don't dis- digest meat so great. Most people, you have five feet of large intestine. I'm lucky to have my six inches. So I never got a football scholarship, never got an MBA. Both of my friends, the wax kid and the carrot kid, they grew up, got big, but I've never weighed a pound more than I did when I was 13. Another big problem with my folks, paid a lot of good money for the swimming pool. In the end, my dad just got told the pool guy it was a dog. The family dog fell in and drowned. The dead body got pulled into the pump even when the pool guy cracked open the filler casing and fished out a rubbery tube, a watery hank of intestine intestine with a big orange vitamin pill still inside even then my dad just said that dog was fucking nuts (laughs) even from my upstairs bedroom window you could hear my dad say we couldn't trust that dog alone for a second then my sister missed fuck this story then my sister missed her period oh my god (laughs) even after they changed the pool water after they sold the house and we moved to another state after my sister's abortion even then my folks never mentioned it again ever that's our invisible carrot you now you can take a good deep breath i still have not that story fucking sucked that was oh that was guts by chuck palinuk good times man good times i can tell you liked that uh that uh that was horrible (laughs) That was so horrible. <laughs> Tell oh, me how you God. really feel. That was... That was uh. <laughs> no, it's, it's tough. 
it's tough, but I've I've I think that's the fourth or fifth time I've read that, and each time I appreciate it just like a little bit more. It was uh, you know, well written. I have an invisible carrot. Do you have an invisible carrot? With my family, oh yeah. Oh. That's cool. Oh, it has nothing to do with my asshole. Yeah, no. I'm, no, I just literally mean like an embarrassing experience yeah. Yeah. that everyone refuses to talk about. I don't think I have one of those. Not with me. No, my brother does too. Oh my god. I never sat down in a fucking pool filter. Nothing about prolapsed anuses or hospital trips, I'll say that one. I read a lot, so you can take the first couple. Right now, we're going to get into what we promised. Yeah, let's just fucking switch gears. <laughs> let's just go from There's no real way to sag out of this. Chuck Palahniuk. You oh said you never read it, so there we go. It's there. <sighs> um, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you skipped ahead, man. If you're listening, it's right No, now. if people listening haven't read Chuck Palahniuk before, then that's just... That's a shame. Because... Fight, I mean, that's true. Fight Club is great. You should know about this guy. He's a great author, but um, he... that He's the author of that story, and it was one of his short stories in one of his collections, and uh, I, always, uh, I always thought it had a kind of balls that isn't in a lot of his work. It's got balls. Yeah. It's got intestines. Yeah, it's got guts. It's got guts. Uh, this is Dogscape. <laughs> Dogscape. 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 This is Dogscape. Log 1. I awaken. I don't know it at the moment, but this day marks my fourth straight year of existing in the Dogscape. Dogscape. I push myself up from the carpet of writhing, twitching dog flesh beneath me and rise to my feet, stretching in the morning sun. It took me a while to learn to balance on the layer of solid dogs that now blankets every inch of solid ground. But nowadays I can walk and run as easily and as fast as I ever did on soil or concrete. Perhaps faster. The floor is dogs. <laughs> the floor is dogs. Listen. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's all dogs, man. <laughs> it's all dogs. It's all dogs. It's dogs so, all the way down. So the only reason I can find this believable like, and follow me here is because of Rick and Morty. <laughs> the way they carry multi-dimensional and quantum theories, yeah. like the way they just explain casually how if there's an exists if there, if there's a universe and it exists, then anything could happen in that universe, and it could <clears throat> the entire world could just be dogs in that one universe. If there is an infinite number of universes, eventually you will find a world where it's just all dogs. A dog, planet. dogs, dogs, dogs here with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I like dogs. There was a city once, I think. Though which one, I can't remember. I only owe my guess to the massive pillars of dogs jutting into the sky. Perhaps ancient buildings now completely filled and overgrown by canine biomatter. I climbed one once. It's so good. So good. I climbed one once, sinking my fingers and toes deep into the dog wall to gain purchase. And after hours and hours of climbing, was rewarded with an incredible vista. Fur and eyes. A vista! He got a Windows Vista. That was pretty cool. That was nice of the dog I'm lottery sorry. committee. <laughs> Fur and eyes, panning tongues and wagging tails, hugging the contours of the once barren land and stretching in a single. You know what? I fucking forgot it. Amoebic. We went, we went into it so far back. To start from in a single. In a single, single amoebic error. mass. <laughs> Even I said it wrong this <laughs> time. God damn it. In a single amoebic mass. 
farther than the eye can see. Alright. Now I don't do that, though. Now I merely go about my day. I hike to the gardens, where the dog plants sprout up in bizarre shapes from the floor of the dogscape, and reach up to pluck the feral puppy fruits right Shit. off the raggling... I missed it. What? You gotta go back. What? Every time you say dogscape, I gotta go dogscape. Oh! Uh, <laughs> dogscape, you do dogscape, right. I hike to the gardens, where the dog plants sprout up in bizarre shapes from the floor of the dogscape. Dogscape. And reach out to pluck the fetal... Oh, fetal puppy fruits. Fetal puppy fruits. The fetal puppy fruits right mm-hmm. off the raggling, energetic branches. I bite into the succulent flesh. The juices... Oh, he's eating it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't prepared for that sentence uh-huh. when I first got into it. The juices. Whew, dog juices. I bite into the succulent flesh. The juice dribbling down my chin, dripping down to be reabsorbed by the ground flesh and re- revel in the savory taste. I'm thirsty, so I range until I find one of the mother mounds, and there I suckle at a teat patch until I've had my fill of milk. Sometimes I see other humans around me, as well adapted to the dogscape as I am. Dogscape. But I barely acknowledge them, say nothing. What, after all, is there to say? The world is different now. What meaning would our old worlds have? What meaning would our old words have? Ooh. Free-ranging dogs are becoming rarer and rarer to see now, and those I do see seem as lost and as passive as I am. They too graze in the dog plants, stepping carefully on over the undulating, bleeding dog floor, dimly acknowledging myself and one another. In the distant sky and on the far horizon, I sometimes see massive forms sail or crawl or undulate, and I wonder if, in this new world, normal, singular, ambulatory dogs have become as obsolete as I am. Hmm. So he's having some kind of uh, existential bout stuck in this world, and, like, they're implying that just because this world has always and will always be dogs, like, there aren't as many people around. Yeah. It must be a tough world to, to get by in. It's it's almost, like, post-apocalyptic, which is kind of the vibe I... It is. Oh. <laughs> This parasite, you're two in already. Yeah. Log two. I dug down once. Down beneath the dogs. Beneath the hair and the ears and the barking. It was hard. And took a lot of planting. I had to destroy one of the dog trees with my hands. Rip it out the twisted yards. Long communal spines that served them as branches and lashed them together with tendons and skin. But soon I had tools, pitchforks, spears, shovels. I picked a spot where the dog floor seemed shallower and set to work. (laughs) Have to at least read a paragraph (laughs) as a You gotta respond. Yeah, that works. Not a non-specific old black man? Are you <laughs> no. just going to jump? No, it's just like an Uncle Tom at this it's, point. It's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Freeman. I just can't, I can't keep the Morgan Freeman in Yeah. It's, I drift to just non-specific black. <sighs> I know. You're listening to lots of podcasts. The blood started spurting when my spear first broke the surface. and didn't stop for hours and hours and hours. I was drenched in gore and viscera covered in flecks of bone and meat and brain, but I learned to ignore the sickening squelching sounds, ward off the smell, and just keep going deeper and deeper, spearing and levering out dogs of stranger and stranger size, then build dogs with two heads, dogs with human hands, dogs with writhing tentacles where their back legs should be. Eventually I came to the end of the dogs, 
or perhaps the beginning of whatever lies beyond dogs, an expanse of multicolored patchwork fur that extended as far as I could dig in any direction. I could pierce it with great difficulty, but it barely bled, and try as I might, I can only barely peel away the skin, revealing a layer of striated, grayish muscle beneath. It started to tremble as I watched it, shaking the very dog matter around me, and I realized that the dogscape, dogscape. was beginning to regenerate itself. Close in over me, seal me in. So I fled, climbing back up into the light. Yeah, fuck yeah. <clears throat> fuck yeah. Log three. The stream trickled warmly past the black, leathery edges of the puppy mouth stream. The saliva waters churned as they flowed from the bed of the stream lined with the everlapping tongues of eager greeting puppies. To feel a rock on the shore is to find sharp milk teeth of weaned dogs, cast to the tufts of mange weeds growing into spits and bank. The head of the stream is split by a single mound of golden fur, like an upholstered boulder set with a large golden eye that swerves to see passing visitors. The waters will bubble and froth should the eye see you. The tongues lapping nervous, loving greetings with gurgled yips. The fuck? Log four. The dogscape. Dogscape. That's what we call it. Us humans that banded together, I mean. We sit around campfires and cook the whelps we collect from the dog trees. The only flammable material we have is the acrid fur that grows everywhere. It offends all senses, but soon the meal is prepared. The only food sources are the dog trees and the mother mounds. Some foolish enough dig for meat. Though the reward is great, many don't come back, for the dog flesh regrows above them, trapping them inside the moist ground. Primitive tools are forged from bones and leather, such as shovels and knives and clothes. I've lived here for as long as I can remember. There are faint shimmers of the time before the dog flesh. But what use is there dwelling on the past when it cannot fill our stomachs in the present? I am our tribe's scribe. My name is Doc. <laughs> My name is Doc. My name is Doc. <laughs> My name. My name is Doc. <laughs> He's getting older and older I every to, time. I used to have a real name, but it escapes my memory. I record all our findings and knowledge into my leather pages using dog blood as ink. There were times when there were more of us. The tribe started with as many as 60 people. Now our numbers are as few as 20. Our leader is Keef. Hmm? Chief Keef. Oh! Bolin. Marijuana. He instructs us to find food, build shelter, and bring fire. He abuses his power, taking five wives and eating more than his share of the food. It's because he's high. <laughs> but those were who speak against him I mean, death in the night. What is he high on? Dogweed. Dogweed. <laughs> dogweed. He's high on dogweed. <laughs> Bet you he don't got no Snickers. <laughs> Dog Snickers. <laughs> it, is, it is hellish. But there is no other choice. Without guidance, we will die out here so must remain under his leadership. It has been two days since my last writing. I am lucky that Keefe cannot read, for if he had seen my statements about him, I would be dead. Dead as a dog. I was just going to make fun of the fact that Keefe can't read, and it's because he's high. <laughs> he's just so high. He never graduated dog school. He can't read. So, he doesn't know. 
Yesterday, one of our tribe members caught, was killed by accidentally stepping into one of the open dog mouths. His screams of pain as it chewed forced me to crush his skull with a shovel, killing him instantly. The bastard Keefe claimed Kot's food rations as his own. I can sense the others are beginning to tire of Keefe's position of power as well. Nobody spoke a word at the night's feast. I'll not sleep well tonight, hearing Kot scream in my nightmares. I fear for my life. Feck was killed. Feck was killed in front of all of us by Keefe today. He refused to continue digging for meat, so the monster beat him to death with his bare hands as a sign that he would not tolerate a refusal to work. I cannot stand this for much longer. Back was not even an adult. <laughs> he could not have been more than 17 human years. This brings our numbers down to 18. There's Keefe, his five wives, and me, and the remaining 11 diggers and gatherers. The others whispered to me in secret that I should be the leader instead. I guess they think I have all the answers because I'm the scribe. Only time will tell. I was awoken at the crack of dawn by one of the diggers, Gar, specifically. Gar. <laughs> he told me that tonight would be the night. The others had a plan. They want me to announce that I am the new leader during the feast. When he is distracted with rage, they intend to kill him from behind. I tell Gar, Gar, that I accept his plan, and we assist them tonight. What have I gotten myself into? Damn them all. I told Keefe I planned to replace him. He arose, filled with rage. I waited for the blow to strike him. It never hit Keefe. Instead, it hit me. Gar was Keefe's spy all along. Sure enough. How could you have trusted him? His name is Gar. Hello, I'm Gar. Gar. <laughs> they dragged me far away from the gardens and tied me to a barren dog tree. He said that a quick death would not befit me, and I will waste away under the deathly sun. I can just barely reach my journal from here. I suppose this is the end of me. When the sun was highest in the sky, the heat became unbearable. I saw figures on the horizon. They were not human. They were the hounds that come to eat what the humans leave behind. I thought they were going to eat me instead. They went for the blood-soaked meatropes that helped Meatropes. Meatropes. <laughs> the blood-soaked meatropes that helped me in place. I was free. I kneeled down to the hounds and looked deep in its eyes. I told them I knew where they could fill their bellies to the brim. It barked once in what I assumed was confirmation. I stood up and we set off to feast. When we reached the settlement, it was amidst their feast. I approached, death in my gaze. Keefe was shocked and angry. The diggers and gatherers were quick to his defense. I guess he bribed them. I whistled and the hounds slinked through the fur to my side. We struck like a lightning bolt. My fist smashed into Keefe's face just as my hounds pounced upon his closest guard. Though I was physically weak, I was quite fast. I stole a shovel and quickly buried it into Keefe's bloat while he was disoriented. The smell was sickening, as I expected from a man like him. The hounds made quick work of the rest. I helped, of course. None were spared. I made sure I had my vengeance upon Gar. <laughs> Gar! The hounds were quite full by the end. I took my time and buried each corpse or what was left of them. I leave this book upon their graves in hopes that someone who can understand it finds it, if you do take heed of these words. The dogscape. Dogscape. Knows all. And is strict but fair. She provides justice where justice is due. 
This dude is bought so, into the dog's game. So all of these stories are just people finding this book and writing yeah. and continuing it. So it's Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but dogs. Oh no, I think it's the same author. Dogs. Oh, so this is, the the this is the far off sequel to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, except it's Sisterhood of the Traveling Dogs. <laughs> so the, 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 what? The, the pants are traveling. The dogs just one guy. the traveling dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the doghood of the traveling dogs. Buttery popcorn was five dogs. Like jingle Somebody puppies Somebody once stuff. told me the dogs were gonna roll Oh, me. I thought you just meant with barking. <laughs> like sounds of dogs barking. No. I meant like replace all the nouns with dogs. Somebody. Some, some dog. dog once told that me doesn't work. the dog is no. gonna roll me. And I ain't the, the sharpest dog in the shop. In the dog. She was looking kind of dark. Oh, I guess it's an adjective. And the dog. Shit. And the and dog fucking her dog on her, her dog head. head. Dog. God damn it. It worked so well, That's though. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. Log five. I had a dog right after the dogscape happened. Dogscape. His name was Carl, and he always followed me around. When I was almost dead from starving, he got me dog fruits. When I was dying of thirst, he held milk in his mouth and got it to me. One day his foot got stuck in the mouth and I couldn't get him out, so I watched while it swallowed him. A few years later when I went back, Carl was right there, but he was stretched out. And I went to pet him, except it wasn't him. And he bit me and I wouldn't let go. I wonder if people can be part of the dogscape. Dogscape. Two. I miss Carl. Log six. <laughs> Log six. All is one in the new truth. The dog mother is vast beyond imagining and requires many to be kept comfortable and clean. We chosen to not go unrewarded, however. In her vast wisdom, the matriarch gives all we need. We sup from her vast teat, a hearty meal unlike any other. <laughs> it invigorates me and nourishes us, Canstodians, and gives us more than we could have ever wished. The time soon approaches, though to find new workers. The metamorphosis is upon many of us, and soon we will join with the glory of the Dog Mound. We are so different from the others, as they shuffle about down among the fetal groves. Many of us have a thick coat already. <laughs> and old Lawrence has already begun to walk on all fours. Soon we will shed our mortal selves and be part of the Dark Mother. Our mother. <laughs> I just can't. I think this. I can't. This entire thing. I think this dude's bought into the dogscape. I think he's I th a board. I thought dog they were train. all different people. Is it the same? I person? think it's the same person. It's the same I, person. I think. Yeah. I think. It, well, because the last one. Going did. Through, but it sounded like the first guy got swallowed in the ground. No, he left. He found a way. He out. It was closing up. He fought his way out. 
He yeah, he was okay. like, eh, fuck all that, right. fuck that shit. Then I could believe it. And I then just like they all kept dying. The last entry, he was like, I miss Carl. I wonder if and people Carl was one of the dogs. Scapes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then it that becomes a dog scape. So there are people. Eventually, you evolve into a dog and join the dogscape. I think if you're... That's kind of like our version of what, like... Oh, like reincarnation. Yes. I always forget that word. Reincarnation. <gasps> it's dogs. Dogs. And um, I, I just like... It's kind of taking that idea, but it's dogs. It's kind of like the idea of the afterlife, but... Dogs. dogs. It's kind of like heaven and hell, like an in-between, like purgatory, like... But it's more... No. Dogs. <laughs> it's like, you know, you wonder if there's a heaven and there's a hell, or like what religion is right. Well, then don't worry, end. because it's all... Dogs. Ah, <sighs> dogs heaven. I think we knew the war had been lost the day the general committed suicide. The masses of flesh and fur... Masses of flesh and fur... <laughs> the masses of flesh and fur. The masses... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what if the guy has a lisp? The masses of flesh? <laughs> flesh. The masses of flesh and fur just spread like waves across the cities. We found out that whatever it was, it was drinking the oceans and eating anything it came across. Airstrikes, tanks, bombs. It only slowed it down. We were living on borrowed time. It was unstoppable. I don't think it was until later that we noticed all the dogs were gone. And then at night, the howling... It was just too much. The former soldier's face streamed with involuntary tears as he remembered the events. He sat there, wallowing in his own emotions, telling a story to a skeleton he found. My unit, completely wiped out. I saw those tentacles and those mouths. They tore them to shreds. I ran away, even when they called for help. It's all your fault. The dog tree shifted slightly. The many eyes going around directed their gaze towards the psychopathic man. You ruined everything! You killed my friends, my family, goddamn everyone! He ran and stabbed one of the eyes with a bone fragment. A howling noise emerged and a nearby dog tree swatted him several yards. He broke a few ribs when he hit the ground. He coughed a bit of blood, but he got back up and charged again. This time he ran towards one of the open mouths around and kicked several of his teeth out. It bit his foot in response, costing him a toe or two. He was so full of adrenaline, he was incapable of registering any kind of pain. He beat and tore and bit at the flesh with his bare hands until he was knee-deep in blood and gore. One of the tubes he tore spilled some sort of digestive fluid all over him. It burned, but he had to go on. He dug and dug with his bare hands until the ground started to close above him. He kept digging until he found them, the heart and the brain. He laughed at his fortune of finding both of them so close to each other. He jammed his hands deep into gray matter, disturbing the contents and slowly losing oxygen in his tunnel of meat. He gasped and clawed at his heart. Tearing out of place, he collapsed and blacked out. He awoke to many tentacles burying themselves in his body. One hit his spinal cord and fused with his brainstem. A flood of thought hit him all at once, as he suddenly became one with the dogscape. Dogscape. More tentacles connected themselves to his vital organs, as he became assimilated. He saw through every eye in the lands, and he felt every single nerve on the planet. The healing factor continued tearing him apart, but adding new pathways and connections. It wasn't long until he was entirely consumed. His memories faded away as his brain was reorganized into replacing the one he had destroyed. That really took everything for quite a turn. It's kind of like, um, I think of it the way I think about uh, Dead Space. 
Dead Space Dead is the Dead Space Dead Dead Escape. Um is kind of like the same idea where it's uh the necromorphs uh continue reproducing in the sense of spreading their disease within everyone and the religious zealots help in letting this thing continue until they assimilate they have like a, a moment um i forget what they call it the co- the co- coercion the conversion mm. um and all of them come together in one giant mass and that mass eventually over time collects more and more and more until it will cover the entire face of the planet right some being or something connected all the dogs yeah and took over the fucking world this is like an this is an it's intelligently post, designed it is a post-apocalyptic story of a universe much like our own assimilated by an organic ever reproducing ever spreading ever feeling dog I was gonna say it should be a dog yeah I mean, but it's not... But dogs don't do that, and dogs never have done that, so it has to be something alien. It has to It has to be something that said, okay, I can't take You people. don't think dogs murder people and then assimilate parts of their spinal cord it's so fuck, that they can become fucking exactly. dogs? And in no world do I see that being an option. <laughs> in no universe, fuck quantum theory for a second, in no universe will dogs ever have the ability to assimilate. I'm not acknowledging that. I'm saying it has to be something alien because dogs are man's best friend. But he's not—he's not a man on Earth. He's a man on the dogscape. Is he—is he a man? I'm at saying all? origin, subject zero for dogscape was not a dog. Can I offer <clears throat> an alternate stoner theory? These logs are created by people who think that dog means dirt, so they're really just talking. About a normal fucking plan. You should have waited for the last what? one to tell me that. <laughs> Dirt skip. Right? I don't think so. Right? No. Done. Nailed it. I don't I got think it. so. No, it's right. It's definitely right. We don't even have to keep reading. We got it. No, they 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 strictly know the difference between like dog and dirt. They very clearly, like, they describe mounds and the ground and digging through very specifically flesh. Our, our bodies, the way we work and the way we look. <laughs> Were you joking? Am like I, half. Am, I, am yeah. I killing your joke? No. Well, no. I'm just saying there's a big difference to how the earth works. It's not really different because, like, there is a like a cutaneous layer on the earth. But it's you, not, before it's you not get to made the dirt. of people's. Or it's not reactionary like this. Organisms. Like, you yeah. do like the happening, though, so I can't. I do like I, the happening. I can't really fault you. If I'm with that. that. But yeah, I actually like this. Yeah, this is this is a uh, this is ramping up. I think it's accelerating. Log eight. I. <laughs> it's been three years and two weeks now since I met another human being. I know because I've cut a small notch in my leg for every day, one in my arm for every week one in my right arm for every year. Admittedly, not the most effective way of keeping track of time. But when I started, I figured I'd be dead or this would be over before it really mattered. Like I said, I haven't met any other people for a while, but I figured I would write this anyway, just in case uh, any warning to others that might be out there. I ran into something terrible today. Well, the whole 
Dogscape. Dogscape. Is terrible, but I mean more terrible. I think even among the Dogscape. Dogscape? It's some sort of crazy abomination, since the feral dogs and the ground mouths didn't seem too fond of it either. And that screaming is not something I have ever hoped to hear again. But that's not the beginning. I'm sorry about this. The blood I'm using doesn't really come off the paper, and I can't waste any by throwing it away. And not even thinking about talking to other people for years has made me sort of bad at thinking in a straight line. But I'll try. Let me just start over at the beginning. The day started normally. It was my weekly gathering day, so I left my tent. By the way, I left the tent at the foot of the pillar of the dogs in the direction of the setting sun. If you want it, but you probably won't because the skin has practically gone bad by now. <laughs> to collect the dog fruits, I would need for the week and fill a bag or two with milk. But when I got to the place where there should have been teats, there was just a bloody mess where someone had dug deep into the flesh of the dogscape. Okay. I didn't really think much of it at first, just that I would need to go looking for a new source of milk, and then I saw it. I thought it was another person at first. If I stopped to really look first, I wouldn't have uh, had any problems, and I wouldn't be writing this right now, I guess. I started shouting to get its attention, and I did get its attention because it turned to me, and then I realized that I had made a huge mistake. Thinking back, the really long arms and the twisted body probably should have been my first clue. But I didn't really see that anything was wrong until it turned towards me and I saw that what I thought was a head was just a featureless lump of flesh. Its arms unfolded outwards, each arm ending in two canine legs, and the human face on its chest opening its mouth and started screaming. I figured it was bad news then and made a mad dash to the nearest pillar of dogs, but it kept running after me, and it was much faster. Somehow I managed to make it, and I started scrambling to climb up out of its reach. I didn't get very far before there was a sharp pain in my leg, and I looked down and saw that it had bitten me with one of its many canine mouths along the arm. Things. I screamed as it pulled me down, but that didn't do much, and I probably would have died right then if it weren't for what happened next. Out of nowhere, a mouth I didn't even see when I started climbing the dog pillar bit down on it, and then one in the ground, and they started chewing at it. That didn't really seem to hurt it, but it let go all the same. I ran away as fast as I could, but I could hear that screaming long after I was out of sight. I didn't sleep that night. Just before nightfall tonight, I felt like I had to make sure the dogscape had killed it and went to the pillar, but I saw no trace of it. But the notebook I tore this paper from was there, and I took that. So now here I am. I'm not going to stay around here any longer after I finish this, but finding this notebook made me think maybe there are other people, and if so, maybe I should warn them about things like this. So if you were reading this, good luck. Oh, also, I am moving in the direction of the rising sun, so if you can read this, you're probably another person, so you can go that direction. Maybe we can meet up and be a little better off than we, are, than we were. He just wants the body. It's okay. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. Um, so it's like a... It's not necessarily accepted by the ground. It's not. It was very separate from the ground. It's a dog abomination. Yeah, but like, is it like a zombie? Is it like a mutant? Is it like a, is it like a human being digested and turned into dog? I think it's like, a, it's like a mutant. Or is it like a human, like an impersonating monster dog? It's like a it's like a kinda thing that like, should not have been assembled. Kind of like the thing I I think caused this entire 
Nice. This dogscape? Dogscape. Dogscape. Log 9. Ticks are the only things that seem to like this place. They're everywhere. During the evenings, I can see massive clouds of the bastards flitting across the matted surface, making the flesh of the dogscape quiver as oh, they drink. Man. Shit. No. <laughs> quiver as they drink their fill. It's okay. Sometimes candid legs of various size and deformity burst through the surface to scratch them. It doesn't work. All the dogscape, dogscape gains is vast stretches of scar marks, which the fleas feed upon. Do you like how I corrected the guy's grammar? Yeah. Like, on the fly? Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. You're good. You're good, guys. <laughs> Modestly. <laughs> Sometimes I rest on the side of a large outgrowth and only realize it's a monstrous tick. They latch onto one of the deep arteries of the dog flesh and endlessly leech the new world's lifeblood. I saw a man once. It was hot that day. I was making my way, my way for a dog pillar and I saw him in the distance. He wasn't moving. As I approached, I saw why. He was covered in ticks. Not a single spot on him was clear. What little clothes remained on him were stretched over the fuckers. There was no wind, so all you heard was the faint scuttling of their tiny legs scratching against their ludicrously swelled bodies. He must have heard me because he opened his mouth and tried to say something. His voice was raspy and his mouth was red, but he did manage to say one word. Itch. Because he itches. I bet. Because he's covered in text. <laughs> because it's a dog scam. Itch. <laughs> Log 10. Today is the fifth day of the twelfth month of the 654th year. Ours is the final generation. After us, the dog scape. Oh, shit! Will be all that is left, and all remaining men will either absorb into the mother dog or perish from the swiftly dying world. I have only a vague memory of my mother. Whether she was killed, stolen, or absorbed, I can't say. Really, no one is quite sure what happened to the women. Slowly but surely, they disappeared often vanishing in the night without any warning and leaving no trace. Women are the only thing of any value in this world anymore, and the primary purpose of the tribe is to protect the group's claim to a woman who was used for the benefit of all the members. Our tribe's woman was taken several months ago. The first month we mourned her. She may have been a captive in many ways, but many of us could not help but become attached to her. The second some of the men began engaging in homosexual activities with one another out of desperation. I'm sure that I was not the only one who realized that there was little meaning to our continued companionship, and that soon the tribe would disband. This is the third month since she was taken, and it's all falling apart. First, the elder was killed over a dispute. It was really just a confirmation that the unity of the tribe no longer existed no longer had any reason to exist without the tribe's woman, and so we began to drift apart. I know what will come next, when tribes dissipate the members alone and confused come to depend on the mother dog for sex in much the same way they do for food, warmth, and shelter. Mother dog's sex organs dot the landscape like diseased watering molehills in the dog flesh. The men find a sex organ to claim for their own and spend their days thrusting into it. Often they find entrances near dog trees, fucking when they're disserious, and eating the fetuses when they're hungry. 
They have no reason ever to move from their mound. In this way, men forget the world around them and become obsessed with Mother Dog. Now, not only a mother, but a lover, too. It is their everything. It is common to see skeletons, either bare or being picked apart by dogs, their pelvises still pressed into a dog mound surrounded by still reeking stench of their own filth. Today is the 27th day of the 12th month of the 654th year. As I had predicted, the former members of my tribe have slowly but surely fallen into a degenerate lives as mound humpers. The desperate scum have forgotten their own humanity, sickening. I vow never to fall into the disgusting state, and so I will walk this lonely, depraved dogscape. Dogscape. Searching. It can't end this way, with all humanity uselessly masturbating itself into extinction, so I continue knowing I may end up hopeless and utterly defeated by the dogscape. Dogscape. Today is the second day of the fourth month of the 663rd year. I found a woman standing as if waiting for me under a dog tree, her mouth dyed red with the blood from a dog fetus. At one time I would have been puzzled to see a woman standing alone and unafraid, but I haven't come upon the tribe in years, and incredibly rarely does one come across a man who is not mesmerized with a dog mound. I suppose this must have been the biggest surprise to her, to have found a man who has not yet become a slave to a mother dog. In any case, it's important not to take chances, so I grabbed her, forced her down, and fucked her right there. Then I tied her down to the dog tree with the length of dog flesh rope so that she couldn't run. Today is the seventh day of the eighth month of the 663rd year. My woman is pregnant. <laughs> I have watched over her, protected her from the wild mongrels that still roam the dogscape. When the swarms of ticks came, I covered her in a hide. I wonder if we, the only ones left on this planet, who are still human. Today is the fifth day of the first month of the 664th year. My child was born today. My woman squeezed my hand, breathing hard, pushing. After some time, the child came, a healthy, normal, female infant. I saw that all my struggles hadn't been in vain, that our race did have a future, and I realized that I was crying. I held the child briefly, and then set it down to reach for my blade to cut the umbilical cord. God damn it. No sooner had I set the girl down than a furry tendril shot out from the dog tree. With a whack, it wrapped quick around the umbilical cord, gripping it tight. As the dog tree sunk into the ground before me, I hacked at the vine, but it could not be cut. Next, I went for the umbilical cord, tearing with all my strength to save my girl, but the vine had melded with it and it converted it to the same strong substance. And so I could only watch in horror as the dog tree disappeared into Mother Dog, dragging my woman and daughter with it. I dug after them, ripping the dog flesh open, enough to watch as the mutated dogs of the upper layers tear at the child's face. There is no hope for the human race. The dogscape will not tolerate this loyalty any longer. And so... I commit myself to this dog mound, to become truly one with Mother Dog. What a damned fool I was for ever thinking I could beat this world. He started fucking the dog. I, I, I honestly, I really feel for this guy. He, he, it's been rough, it's, man. It's really well it's written. rough. For being one of the most ridiculous things I've ever read in my life, and we just read Guts, this is, um, I need another beer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's decent. It's decent. No, it's, it's better than decent, in my opinion. Yeah. Log 11. Galactic calendar, year 100, day 1. We have arrived at the closest star system from our previous home. Our world was ravaged by war, and we continue through space as nomads. We have searched for a hospitable world, and find this one to be our liking. We had received signals from this planet that date back at least 700 of its rotations around their star. If they are anything like us, then generations surely have changed here. As we approached, I am puzzled, for the planet appears much different than our records indicate. The planet is a round color, not blue, and it appears to be alive in its own right. We will send a team down and investigate. Our ship reached orbit around the planet's singular moon. There we gave the crew a final review of the information we knew about the people of this world. Our main source of communication we have received was in the form of signals they call television. Our understanding of the language will no doubt appear primitive to the dwellers below. I'm just going to say, taking a guess, this isn't going to go too great. I, I feel like we are zooming in on this world and we kind of know is, what this is. This is Isaac Clark's ship showing up to Talos 1 ship in Dead Space 1. Shit's about to go down. Oh, you, oh, no. I was saying the identity of the planet. I feel like we're a step closer to identifying what Dogscape actually is. No, it's Earth-covered in... It's Earth-covered in Dogscape, it's, yeah. No, I already said that. It's this universe. It is our It is our world, our universe, dog. So, like, I get the Earth thing. That didn't surprise me. Right. Um, But I could see how it should have. Because no, they, don't, I they just, don't mention it at all. Right. Yeah, I just... I, I don't see this... Uh, exploratory team ending well I'm sure everyone's gonna be fine I'm sure they're gonna have a, a pretty easy time on dogscape go to the dog beach get a dog tan though personally I feel that something is odd we had lost all communications from this world recently the captain assumes it was because of their switching to a higher technology they always talked about their newest technology which looked more and more like a race that could enter that of other spacefaring peoples I'm to go down with the rest of the team by the next day on the planet though I watch the now brown world and feel that something is wrong terribly wrong log 12 this isn't morgan freeman anymore this is this, this is definitely this not is morgan freeman this is a different uh this is an alien i was like oh this this whole thing is written by morgan freeman no this you is were like right. uh this is not morgan you know freeman. in in ai artificial intelligence after like the world is done and the robot is still in hibernation yep. under the ocean like yep. the aliens still show up and are like what this planet is all water what the shit <laughs> like, oh, is that let's the end save of this robot <laughs> they take the robot and, and the teddy bear out and they're like let's give him the life he kinda wanted and that's the end is that the end that's of a, AI? That's, that's artificial intelligence oh I just remember he fell in the pool he put he tried to it's eat spinach or something like that it's ocean did he try to eat like he tried to eat something green then he couldn't cause he didn't have a dog dog digestion system a dog system I don't know how many days it's been since I saw the last human. Oh, are we switched back already? Oh, yeah. Interesting. So this is Morgan Freeman. Log 12. I don't know how many days it's been since I saw the last human. <laughs> it's hard for the remaining survivors of the dogscape. Dogscape! Women have all gone and only a handful. Sounds familiar. Women have... Women have all gone and only a handful of men remain. But as I said, it's been days since I saw the last one. I wandered the furry fields looking for a teat patch when I stumbled across something both very horrifying yet wonderful at the same time. 
I looked down at what appeared to be a patch of both male and female reproductive reproductive dog organs. I stared fascinated as they endlessly paired with each other. I knew I should have looked away, but I just couldn't. After a while of watching them breed endlessly, they seemed to stop. It appeared that they finally sensed me. I almost felt bad for interrupting, so I started to walk away, but I felt something grab for a hold of my leg. I looked down to see a mutated dog paw holding tightly to my pant leg. I tried to pull my leg from its grasp, but it held on. Then to my horror, it started pulling me to the middle of the organ patch. I frantically began to fight to get loose, for I knew what it wanted. More dog paws sprouted up and began pulling me. I knew I didn't stand a chance. I knew that I would be joined with dog mother in the end, so I silently accepted my fate. At least I would die happy. This guy's <laughs> fucked, At least I would die happy. At least I would die happy. This guy has lost his god dog mind. Dog 13. While archaic, tribal worship of the dog mother in all its visible and fleshy glory is the most common form of religion in the barbaric dogscape. Dogscape. There does exist another mythology. One practiced only in distant, isolated pockets and by a few of the older survivors. The exact details change from tribe to tribe, year to year, but the basics never change. It is the legend of the beginning of the dogscape. Dogscape. The genesis of the world we know. It tells of a time when humans were plentiful and walked upon ground that wasn't alive. There is a god, or a demon, perhaps, a dog that lived amongst the humans and was even accepted and provided for by a human family. But it was no ordinary dog. His beasts lived for over 50 years, while canines at the time really lasted more than a decade. It was greatly powerful, more in control of its owner family than they were of it. They say it went out at night and hunted human prey, bringing back large collections of bones as trophies to his home. But the humans tried to ignore it, convinced themselves that it wasn't a problem. Soon, though, as the origin dog reached a century of age, it became increasingly powerful and unlike others. More strange disappearances and even attacks during the day. Vehicles were found with deep bite marks through metal, and homes were burned into for below. The government of the time, many times more powerful than any chieftain of today, captured the hellhound. It performed experiments, trying to understand where it channeled its energy from. Progress was good. It looked as though even the secret to immortality can be gained from this dog. But accidents occur. The betrayer, as they call her, who worked at the government facility, felt sympathy for the god dog. She released him, and concurrently, the all-consuming hell that is dogscape. Dogscape. I like this. Yeah, it's a good origin story. The enraged beast no longer held any sympathy for humanity. As it thrashed recklessly through the lab, mutated samples adhered to his flesh, growing like a cancer. Soon, what would become Dogscape, Dogscape. was spreading like wildfire, its maw gnashing into everything that moved, its hide spreading over soil, stone, and sea. What is the name of this horrible demon? It varies. Oh, fuck. I read ahead. Mm-hmm. It varies, but they all come from a similar etymological... Etymological? Etymological? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From a similar etymological origin, I believe. I've taken down names from all over the world. Armad, my arm, a duke. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> and, 
And yet the dog mother is most certainly feminine. Well, it is said that the betrayer was, in fact, the first human assimilated into the dogscape. Dogscape. So, um, that's a Marmaduke nod? It's in a Marmaduke. In the Mar- middle it's, of dogscape? Yeah, it's Marmaduke. Interesting. Marmaduke. I can't... I, I actually... I feel like there's almost a truth to that. It's not just, like, a cameo thing. I feel like they had that breed of dog. Had to codename it something. So at the time, they were just like, it kind of looks like that dog from the comics. Yeah, oh. yeah, probably acted differently in the facility, but they like they call movies different fucking things until movies come out. I would like to think that code names at a military operation would I hear operate what you're much similar. So they're like, what do we name this fucking crazy-ass dog? What do we name this fucking dog? weird beast? Well, it looks Marm- like the breed of... Yeah. They, they call it Marmaduke. Yeah. And over 600 years, 700 years, the name has changed... I'm with it. That makes sense. I get that. I mean, it's a stupid nod. It's like, basically, if there was a catscape, that would be like, Agar, Fielding. Field. <laughs> You'd like to say something? No, I, I, I'm I, very respectful. I'm waiting for the end of the story. Oh, you're going to wait for the end of the story? No, I'm, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just is it my turn to read? Yeah, I believe it is. Log 14. <laughs> That's all of Log 14. It's an audio log. It's an audio log. They call these people the Bahamut. They are the keepers of the, of dog. the dog's skin. <laughs> they know where the dogs went. <laughs> they know who let, who let them, them out. out. <laughs> and we will find who let the dogs out. Oh, fuck. It's cold here. Jets of moist breath dot the landscape amid undulating hills. There are no proper dog trees, only short piles of huddling dog limbs. Teats are few and far between, and when I find one I must work to coax the milk into a skin bladder. I move across the hills, my feet numb through the shoes I had fashioned. I move in the direction that seems easiest, a subtle and mangy slope that I only just noticed was guiding my path in a general downhill fashion. Where there is fur that is thick and rancid with matted oil. I don't know why the mother does what it does, but all of her fruits have their uses. I hack at the fur clump, separating it from the flesh below. There's only a little blood from the gray skin tag. I fold and shape the waxy fur into the undulating, hairy coverings on my body. Dog flesh rumbles beneath me in a more than disconcerting way. It has been doing that for the past several weeks more so the further I have traveled. It's getting colder. I can hear only the wind now, tearing across the mother. The howls warbling and mournful have stopped. The shape barks and yips no longer form a background cacophony. I huddle into my coverings and shoulder ahead. I have no path to follow but forward. Is the dog mother dying? I, th- I think so. Yeah. Can't I- can't handle that much consummation eventually you run out of resources also she wasn't getting fucked in the reg so that was hard that, might have done that was pretty hard the ground feels harder here the gentle give of the dog land has ceased giving way to a dull sound absorbing thud of matted fur i slept yesterday on what seemed to be a lake of solid piss 
It was not reabsorbing into the mother. My own shivering seems to syncopate with the occasional rumbles of the mother. Her flesh no longer seems like a living being, but I know that deep within her, the blood flows. It is so cold here. I continue forward every day. The ground slopes more, and I struggle to sleep in forgiving skin fold. There is no purpose but to move forward now, one foot in front of the other. It has been dark for as long as I can remember. How long will this night last? The air is dry. The land is mostly featureless and hard as I walk. The wind blows clumps of brittle hair across my face, and they hurt. A soft pop, a subtle blue flash, and then they blow past me. My hands are deep within my coverings. They are numb, and if I expose them to ward off the shocks, then the cold will take them from me. I've already lost three toes. I can no longer feel that foot. I no longer bother to light fires in the deep crooks where I sleep. But the last I saw of that foot, it was black and swollen felt like it was burning. My travel is slow. I've heard soft, subtle tapping sounds, but when I investigate, I find only dog claws moving against the ground. The rumbles have continued, and with them now come subtle rending sounds like a mouth chewing on a bone. When the sound intensifies, I move faster. I don't know what causes them, but I do not like to think it is the mother. I have not found any teats in a long time. I am thirsty and my skin bladder is almost empty. I would kill my own parents for a fresh puppy fetus. I passed a small pile of humans almost buried in billowing dried fur. They were dead and desiccated. They looked like they were strong when they lived. I keep moving. There's only the road ahead of me. I do not know what it leads to. The ground shifted beneath my feet and I pissed in fear. Not a mouth, but a great hard chasm of flesh and bone had tore open beneath me. A stinking human burst of air bellowed out and then hung in a cold cloud around me. On my ass, I peered into the gloomy hole that had nearly swallowed me, but it was now still. I sat and contemplated it, breathing heavily and thought of my empty skin bladders. Slowly, I could hear sounds several dozen feet below me start to play, an echo in the cleft, a soft slapping, then a gurgle. I don't know how, but I knew this was my chance for sustenance. I slid into the meaty maw. I climbed down a short slab of giant ribs, still red and moist, and finally landed on the steaming dark floor of the hole. It writhed beneath my feet. I felt around, not knowing what I was looking for, when my hands fell upon a thumping tube set into the meat wall, an artery. I grabbed it, pulled at connective flesh, and then bit at it. The blood shot out in spurts, and I drank my fill was covered in viscera. I struggled to fill my skin bladders. The cleft shuddered around me, and I knew I must leave immediately. The walls were starting to hang tendrils of meat, feelers to heal this damaged canyon. I exhausted myself climbing out and nearly fell back in as I crested the edge of the crack. Out into the cold night, the dog flesh slowly mended behind me as I panted on the hard ground. Before I left it, I considered it and cataloged it. A stretch mark. The mother was still growing. I'm so weak and so cold, my filled bladders of blood are gone, and the gray dogscape Dog. stretches before me. I must make it to my goal, but I do not know what my goal is. I have walked for what seems like months in the darkness. I climb down a huge mass of frigid dog flesh. It is like a great heap of small dogs, a pile of dog heads and legs, a mound of tails and torsos. It is cold and lifeless. A slow, low creaking can be heard deep within it. I grip an ear and lower myself to the bottom of the wall of dog, and my foot lands on something else. 
I gasp, then get caught in a fit of coughing. I don't know what I'm standing on, but it's not the mother. I feel queasy, nauseous. What could possibly be not the mother? It's frigid and hard, but I scrape at it, and bits of dandry coldness come up off of it. I hold them close to my face, and breath turns the stuff to water. I try to eat a handful of it, but it's so cold that it robs me of almost all of my remaining energy. Mother had not consumed the entire planet because it probably wasn't habitable in, like, Antarctica. You know? Uh, Alaska and, like, upper nor- northern regions and shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Okay, that so makes he just, sense. He just found, like, either the north or south pole. That makes sense. I like that. The moisture trickles down my throat. It is good. Look behind me at the dog wall, which has exposed frozen bones and happy-looking faces, then ahead of me at the featureless dark. I am too far gone to turn back now. I continue walking for hours, then sleep, then I walk more. My footsteps are leaden. Finally, ahead of me, I see light. I make my way towards it slowly over the course of several hours. It is a beacon to me now, a bright, glowing, steady fire. As I approach, I see that the guiding light stands on a pole before a series of low-dark structures. They're like solid walls of bone, but not. They are not of dog flesh. The billowing hair and cold dandry water pile against the sides, I know that this is what I was destined for. At one end near the light is a dark panel set into the wall. On it are markings placed there by some person's hand, but I do not know what they say. AIS-1 Entrance I shoulder against the panel but it barely shudders. I try again and again. I am renewed with purpose by the discovery of this place, but I am weak from my travel. I lean my back to the panel and slide down in it, exhausted. My back catches against a low bar set into the panel, pushes it down, and then clicks. The panel gives way, and I fall into the darkness within. I am in a small, dark, dry cave. It is alien to me. The wind blows debris and fur into the room with me. I look around. Strange, dark masses seem to leer at me. There are soft, white skins hanging on the wall, and more of the unusual markings everywhere. Procedure list, and keep closed, and warning, and wear radio at all times. A bright red cylinder with yellow stripes is inside a small box. I reach for it, but my hands scramble against a clear covering across the entrance to the box. I look at my hands now. They are purple. I cannot feel them anymore. Another panel is on the opposite wall, like the one I had opened. I move towards it feebly. I'm so cold. I pull on the handle set into the panel, but it does not move. A small red light flashes above it. I pull harder, but it does not move. I pull again, jumping, but lose my balance and lurch to the ground. I smack my head with a dull thud. The cold is blowing in fiercely from the opening behind me. I scrape against the hard panel, but it will not move. More markings adorn it. Close outer door first. I do not understand them. I sit against the panel, my vision is blurry, and a trickle of my own blood seeps across my eye. I go to sleep there, leaning against the dark doorway. I sleep, and do not wake up. Then how did you write it? (laughs) (laughs) You fucking liar. Epilogue. My name is Charles Montel of Artigai Station 1. Last abomination of Artigai Station 1. The abomination is not here. It is too cold. Tigger and I are the last survivors. 
We are 14 nautical miles south of the North Pole, directly north of Vancouver. Triangulate our position based on this radio signal. This message will repeat in five minutes. The radio broadcasts the message again, as it had thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times. A cold, dead, desiccated body sat huddled before the radio systems in a chair. At its feet lay the curdled dead body of a mutt. So you know that entire song is literally just like who let the ugly women out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. We all loved it as kids. Oh. But it was, who let these skanky-ass hoes out? I didn't understand the sexism until about a year ago. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. I did not understand it as a, a we let. Nope. Okay. Rugrats in Paris. I got questions about the story. Yeah, man. What? Huh. Was there an alien at one point? There were. There okay. were people that were not on the planet that were visiting the planet. And what happened to them? Did they die? They were last seen on the moon, and maybe the epilogue is saying that that's the uh, message they followed. So maybe this last epilogue is also done by the aliens. Okay. I feel like it's um. It's not a, it's not a Deus Ex Machina because it doesn't serve the plot and it doesn't answer everything. Um, and and much like AI, it's it's like. Imagine if AI at one point in the middle of the movie just went to the aliens' perspective and said like. I don't know. You just show that, like, the planet's already fucked and there are aliens, like, going to look at it. And then it goes back to the plot of, like, the kid in, like, a fucked up world, which it does get to at one okay. point. But it's just, like, it's just a weird kind of disposition to kind of continue this universe, build on this universe and its history and shit like that. I mean, I, I think of, uh, I think of, like, Shadow of Colossus with the, oh, okay. uh, with the village people. I'm with that. You know, because they're not integral to the plot. They're very much outside the plot, but they're important in the final, and you find out about them maybe halfway into the game. So, Yeah, so there was an outbreak of dogs. There well, no, there was, a, dog. there was a single dog. Marmaduke. Apparently it was the same breed as Marmaduke, is the canon I'm running with. It's not just a stupid joke. It's like I'm actually trying to make it canon. Yeah. Um, Good luck. This dog had an ability to merge and assimilate other dogs through some unknown means, some mutagen, some mutant property in its evolutionary tree. Who knows? Maybe it's a parasite. Who knows? Maybe it's an alien thing. Who knows? All that we know it was dog. Who knows? And it became more dog until eventually it became dog's grave. All dog. All dog, all the time. Wonder what happened. You know, they don't ex- they don't describe what exactly happened to like the worlds around it. You know, like I imagine it was just laying on top of buildings, and that's what this guy felt like he was climbing. It's like literally this loose mutant. Oh yeah. Giant dog pancake that covers the ground, maybe like eight feet. That sound about right? 
he never described it going much lower than like a couple layers. Well, yeah, because he had that that skin layer. Yeah. And then and it regrew and shit like yeah. that. So like, let's say like an eight feet thick monster, some blob. Literally, think of the blob. Like a hollow blob. Yeah, like a mass. Like covered sh- covered the earth like a giant fucking contact lens. Except for the poles. Covering an island. Yeah. Yeah. Except for where it couldn't exist. So maybe it was a ring. Maybe it was Halo. Maybe it was the Halo and then this... Oh my god, it was the fucking Flood. That is the Flood's... The Flood's grave mind thing. I'm gonna get yelled at so much for not giving Halo a shout out before fucking Dead Space. Because Halo came out fucking years before Dead Space. And their Flood thing is literally the reason why the Forerunners were fucked. The flood came... Oh my fucking god, this entire story is Halo. Oh my god, it's the Forerunners. What? It's like... There is a book in the Halo series about the origin of the flood. And the origin of the flood starts with a fucking dog. The size of a Pomeranian. Wait, really? Yes! I'm not fucking you. The whole flood comes from a dog. All the books in the Halo series are canon. And there's a book that takes place eons before the Halo series about, like, the character from 4, the Didact, and the Librarian. It has all of them, and it explains their race and how the Halos came to be created. And they literally were created because this thing called the Flood, in, like, 2 and Mm 3, and 1, started taking over planets and then sending itself to more planets and just consuming them entirely becoming grave minds like if you've played halo 3 you know exactly what the fucking dogscape looked like because that was a giant mound of flesh i mean add all the dog details from dogscape and you have fucking halo and yeah like literally there's a book that starts with um they 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 describe that there was a breed of pet that resembled a dog at one point in this universe's you know, they weren't humans. They were above humans. They were, um, I don't know, like the next evolutionary trait above mm. humans. That's what the forerunners were. And they were fucking around with properties Jurassic Park style with dogs to make them cuter, easier to take care of, shit like that. And they accidentally create the flood. It literally turns into a parasite that starts consuming matter. They fuck with its genes so much that yeah. it becomes something that isn't a dog anymore. And that's literally and the origin that, of the entire and, race of and flood. And the origin of the flood started with the fall of the forerunners. And that thing spread like wildfire to the point that they got off the planet, went to another planet, came up with the fucking halos, and tried setting them off. But that second planet already got fucking covered by the flood by that point. Because yeah. it followed them over there. Well, shit. The series ends with like three people being put to sleep. And hidden away in shield worlds in different dimensions. And the Halo's being set off and restarting the fucking universe. But in the shield worlds, in one of the shield worlds, a flood got over. And that's where Halo comes in. The humans rise up. The Forerunners are no longer around anymore. Humans come over as the next universal high power. They learn space travel. They go out into space. They discover this old technology. They reopen the floodgates. Literally. Dogscape is Halo. I'm just gonna play the Halo theme song for like 
the next oh, minute. That'd be a good time. Which is funny because this is the second episode that I've ended up singing Halo on. Maybe even third at this point. I fucking love Halo. Anyway, Dogscape is Halo. I'm probably going to cut a lot of that conspiracy theory, but like. I liked it. Dogscape um, is Halo. That's what happens when you do your fucking research, man. I fucking love Halo. Um, on, episode, on episode 20 with uh, my friend uh, Gnarly Charlie. We talk in detail about the times that we've uh, done mushrooms and played entire Halo games. <laughs> good times. Yeah, um, the Halos are good for co-op. Very. Co-op. Oh man. Yeah. Friendships. Friendships are made with Halo. Yeah. What What do you think about Dogscape and, and Guts? What's, huh. your, what's your takeaway from today's From today's we episode? We did. We did two like body horror. Yeah. Stories. Yeah. Essentially. So, that was fun. <laughs> Now we'll get, think about all we'll the get back to the search and rescue stories moles and af- shit I have. after this one. Doggone it. Doggone it. It wasn't quite as Morgan Freeman as I expected it to be. Yeah, we had enough. We, we kind of introduced that idea I, early on. Yeah, but uh, just for everyone else listening, we weren't sure if we were going to do a recording, and then we kept talking like Morgan Freeman, and it kind of made us like want to record more The dogs. Because game. we accepted that if Dogscape was going to happen... It had to be like a Planet Earth documentary, which would be by hysterically fucking funny. Yeah, I'll just get I'll get um I'll get clips of like Halo shit, and I'll I'll make like a video overlay, and then I'll find ways to take the entire soundboard of Morgan Freeman's <laughs> talking and turn it in and like run it through this machine. You got it, and then he'll be reading. And Dogs he'll game. read all of Dogs. Yeah. I like it'll, it. Cut, it'll make a waste of our entire last hour of recording. You can just do all your stories, man. Dogscape. Is there is there anything you you'd like to say? Uh, before I before I end it. Yes, as always, make sure your pets are spayed and neutered. because uh, it's already bad enough that one of them might be the god dog. Yeah. So make sure he can't fuck little poodles. And then make more god dogs. You know why this worked? Because it was dogs. Because we do trust them. Because they would take advantage of us. A woman would free a poor dog in a cell. That's that's something I would do. That. Have you ever seen the thing? What the hell, girl? Yeah, you you didn't feel much for it. No, I I just I, was, I saw it the when thing, I was a kid. Even the thing, like an assimilating, you know, trying to hide kind of changeling alien. Um, even that one starts off as a dog, you know, because it it, it preys on all of. Oh, that the, is right. It preys on all it the things that you already trust, you know. Yeah. Like uh, they take it into the camp because it is just a poor, helpless dog that was being shot at, nonetheless. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. it's like it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Special effects are some of the best in any of the movies ever created. I don't know. I think uh, I think the story works so much because it was dogs. Like it wouldn't have worked as much if it was any other animal. And, like, um, what other pets are there except for cats? We know that this wouldn't work if it were cats. Cats hate each other. The Do- cats Dogs cat. work together. Dogs have pack mentality, and they've, yeah. they've been around for fucking centuries for a reason. Like, cats have been force-bred and, like, carried throughout existence and de-evolved from, like, lions and tigers and shit. Like, we, yeah. we just, I don't know. Cats are stupid. Cats, <laughs> and cats cats just hate everything and don't work together. I, if, if there was a catscape, it probably killed itself. 
It would just rip Because it was apart. constantly at war with itself. Yeah. If all these dogs were getting together, it's because they were fucking dogs. They were just like... <laughs> Hump something. That was know? good VX. That was good. Yeah. I like that. You could hear, you could hear fucking that. Oh, I know. I know. You can listen to that. Um, but yeah. Fucking, yeah. fucking dogscape. Fucking dogscape. What, what else can you say? We read Guts and Dogscape. I feel like I'm fucking shell-shocked. I feel like yeah, I'm no, one. You you have some therapy to attend to. I just Yeah. <laughs> I was in a different headspace before we started this episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry it came off like an assault. No, 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 no. I don't you think you have anything against me. into this one. Yeah. Um, Guts was kind of just a, a a thing you brought up and I was looking for an excuse to read it after 13. Fucking and shit. um and you triggered that, so thank you. Because I love reading that. You're not welcome. I hate that fucking story. And we finally got Dogscape. We got Dogscape. We've been talking about it since we started this. Yeah, that's true. It's... I was like, hey, you like creepypastas. Come on my show. Are there any creepypastas you've read recently that you liked? And you said... Dogscape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was was decent. It's, you know, it's overlong and you have to be in the right frame of mind. But... We were in the right frame of mind. We were... (laughs) Even though I wanted to, I don't know. What? I wanted to like eat cotton candy like halfway through that. Like I wanted to just like, <laughs> like stop <laughs> going through dogs for a second. It's a lot. It's, it's a heavy. It's a lot of dogs. It's fucking dogs, man. Yeah. Dogs. Playing. But but you you that's the kind of story where you can't like you can't stop halfway through. No, you we'll can. never. We'll never come back to dogscape. You, you know. Um, we destroyed Dogscape. I hope I hope everyone else enjoyed Dogscape because I enjoyed Dogscape. Dogscape. I think the I think that's it. Yeah. Any personal anecdotes? One time I tried to teach my dog how to catch a frisbee because I played it in a game that came in a cereal box, mm-hmm. and it knocked my tooth out. That's a good story. That's it. <laughs> So even this, uh, I'm recording this after listening to the episode, just for an added minute, even though Django's not here and it's been a couple months since uh, we did this recording, I felt the need to come back in and say something because after listening, I I know I brought it up, but I was probably uh, too high to not really delve into the conversation. I kind of went crazy on Halo there. The Thing, John Carpenter, uh, 1980s, literally one of my favorite movies ever made and going back and listening to this again while in editing um i really have to say like go back watch those movies watch the prequel it's it's underrated but i mean the cgi kind of ruins the natural effects go back at least watch the original uh i think it's 1984 john carpenter's the thing watch that then listen to dogscape and having most recently rewatched both Thing movies, the 2011 remake and the original 1980, like 284, listening to Dogscape is kind of like what went wrong. Um, because whether or not you're well versed in the ending of the movie, it's very ambiguous unless you're paying attention. And very small details stand out at the end. And a lot of people put dispute into whether or not the script was, uh, you know, it trumps the actual movie, because in the script they say Kurt Russell's character has a flamethrower, and then if you watch the movie, you notice the the color differences in what um, Childs... You you notice the uh, color difference in Childs' uh, jacket. 
So he had been assimilated and Kurt Russell had not. And the whole sharing the drink chess match allegory to the beginning of the movie. It's, it's very, it's a very good fucking movie. Um, but it's kind of hard to see how Kurt Russell made it out of that one alive. So let's say years later, uh, present day, uh, a new facility, a new group comes and finds this abomination, dog, human, hybrid, monster, changeling, bullshit, device, thing, person, monster, takes it back to a secret base, and it goes back to reverting into a dog to play on person, uh, people's um, personal beliefs, uh, and it fucking tricks them and it gets out and it fucking dogscapes the entire world. I'm just saying, uh, elevate yourself, elevate your mind, elevate your knowledge. The shit is intense. Dogscape is probably one of the best stories we've read. And putting it all together with the mythos of the thing or the original 1950s, who goes there? Like, fucking awesome.